presented to you by Talking the Line Sports Media, a sports gambling podcast by betters for betters, connecting you with the brightest, sharpest, and most electric personalities in all the sports gambling industry. So as always, pull up a chair, open up your mind, and get ready to receive knowledge you won't find anywhere else. We can't thank you enough for joining us, and we hope you enjoy. This is Wise Words. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and beautiful gambling people joining us for episode number eight of the Wise Words podcast. Eight already, I cannot believe it. I am your honored, humble, hyped, and always handicapping host, Colton, Colt45 Soroka, and I can't thank you enough for choosing to stop by and get some of the best insights and analysis from some of the brightest and sharpest minds in all of the sports gambling community. Now, you might notice before I go anywhere, I got a new lid on top of the head here. Big shout out to Jeff Benson and at Circus Sports for hooking me up. Wanted to rep you guys here on the uh, first official recording we did. So big shout out to you. But before I also go any further, I got a young man that I need to bring in that sits in a box to my left on this Wise Words pod, but also sits to my left on the Talking the Line pod Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Central Standard Time. If you don't know, you will soon know, you will soon find out that he is the man, the myth, the degenerate gambling legend, and TTL resident cheesehead that's having a bit of a bumpy week, but we'll stay off of that as much as we can, and resident TTL Southsider, let us not forget. Let me bring him on in, Mr. Riley, Armax, Magnuson. Partner, how you doing over there today, pal? My man, how's that for a Collinsworth slide in? I uh, feel it. like I nailed that one. Don't know if you should see all my shoulder coming in there, but uh, I'm doing fantastic, my man. Of course, you mentioned all these uh, COVID issues with the Packers and whatnot. Maybe uh, by release of the show, all those issues have not been worst case scenario, but hey, we're going to plow along and, uh, you know, not the worst we've ever dealt with. So uh, obviously we'll see, but it's not looking good. Yeah, uh, beginning of the week, everybody's talking about Tay. Oh, he's out. That's a big thing. Well, hey, they've actually covered every single game he's ever been out in. But now we got more developments, more stuff coming out. We'll talk about it on the Daily Show. Let's not waste any time here. You know what I'm saying? All that being said. (laughs) (laughs) You're all good, partner. It's all good, my friend. We're getting back in the groove. We've been out of the studio. We haven't done an episode of Wise Words. You know, it was kind of crazy. We're back in the TTL production studios, and we're ready to rock and roll. So enough flabbing from me. Enough gabbing from him. Let's bring in the next guest on episode number eight of The Wise Words. But before we do, let me tell you just a little bit about him. Now, this man is yet another expert in the sports gambling industry. But don't you dare call him a sharp, maybe something like a parallelogram or a rhombus, if you will. Shout out to the Cash Consideration Show because he is the co-host, coordinating producer, social media manager, and the third and final member of that crew to grace us with his presence, a relationship and group of fellas that we will forever be grateful for. He is also 
the creator of the anybody but the hashtags, a hashtag that is known for absolutely obliterating any team that you wish it to, to have a bad day or less than successful day any given day of the week. Not to mention, and let us not forget, he once dropped 16 points on the dome pieces of his rival school in a JV basketball game. So you know he fits right in here with the TTL Joes. You better believe it. Ladies and gentlemen, please help me welcome in the eighth official guest on the Wise Words Pod. All-around knowledgeable guy when it comes to the world of sports betting, but let us not forget the world of business and sales as well. My friends, Bostonian man to the core, the legendary CH, Mr. Carl Haskell. Let's wow. Go! Wow. How are you? How are you doing? That welcome was amazing. In. Hey, welcome That was in, amazing. CH. Hey. Man, I could I could walk off right now and be happy with my appearance here. That was fantastic. See you later, my friend. Have a yeah. great night. <laughs> That's how we like to cook them over here. That's hey. man, that was fantastic. How you doing, boys? Thanks for hey. having me on. I my really pleasure. Forward to this. My pleasure, CHA. It is uh it is all ours. Thank you so much for coming on. We've been looking forward to having you on for a while too. Ever since we got Consig on, then we had Dan. We said, all right, we got to make it uh full house. We got to get all three. Right. We got to get Carl on here too. So Thanks again, my friend. How's everything going on your end of the world on this beautiful Wednesday? Everything's great, man. I mean, I get to be on the Ocho. I mean, how, how can you beat that? I get to be on the Ocho <laughs> edition. Go. That's fantastic. Let's everything's go. great up here. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Carl, we won't waste any time. We got plenty of uh, insights, analysis, plenty of uh, knowledge to get from you here within the next 30, 45 minutes. But hey, as always, member of the Cash Consideration Show, if you're a better, as I'm sure you are, you might want to lock in those over tickets here because it might go a little bit longer but hey all that being said my friend let's get right on into it now i wanted to know uh first things first not necessarily a softball but just getting us warmed up a little bit what uh what got you into the world of sports gambling and uh that's kind of a two-parter here too in addition to that what got you linked up with the cash considerations crew yeah, so the easy the easy one first is, um, you know, growing up here in New England as a kid, our teams, especially the Patriots, were not very good when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, the, the point spread to me was a great equalizer. You know, the Patriots were getting 14 to 16 points every weekend. So <laughs> right. it's like, yeah. hey, we got a chance if we go this right. way. So, you know, that to me was just really interesting as a kid growing up. And um, to, like I said, to be able to see point spreads as a real equalizer between teams. And, you know, Pete Rozelle's dream was for all the teams to finish eight and eight every year. And point spreads really gave you an opportunity to do that. Mm, right. Mm, so uh, right. that was, that was really interesting to me. And then quite honestly, the story of how I got on cash considerations might take, might take a little bit of time, but hey, we got know, all the time know. in the world. All right. <laughs> it, that's why we're an overshow. There you um, go. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I, I really just got into sports betting a couple of years ago. It just became legalized up here. So, um, you know, I was really looking around for some content last year, beginning of football season. I, I trust myself. I trust my process. I was really looking for some entertainment and some validation that I was doing the right thing. Mm. I stumbled on the Cash Consideration show week one last season, and I was hooked. I love those guys. And um, it was entertaining. And, uh, you know, they gave some good quality information, a lot of experience between Dave, who you've had on and the originators, Mo and AB were just were just great. And um, around week four, Dave wrapped up the show and he said, hey, if you have any anyone out there has got any comments or anything, leave us a review, leave us some feedback. So 
I went on the YouTube uh, version of that week's show and I left a comment. I said, Hey, Dave was looking for some comments and you know, here's a comment. I think these three guys are great. They seem like they've got some great information and, and three guys that like to sit around and have a couple of beers with and watch a football game. Sure. So the next week, you know, they're going through the show and Dave stops in the middle of the show and he says, Hey, shout out to our guy up in New Hampshire, Carl Haskell for leaving us a review on the show. <laughs> I was like, Whoa, what is that all about? That was pretty cool. So I DM'd him after that and I said, Hey, thanks for the shout out. You know, this was, this is me. And, you know, I really appreciate it. We went back and forth and I uh, had a little bit of fun at their expense with some things I was tweeting and uh, things like that. And um, came to be that AB got a new job and couldn't do the show anymore. And then uh, one Friday night, I was watching TV upstairs, watching a game or whatever. And I got a text from Dave and said, he said, uh, Mo can't do the show tonight. Do you feel like pinch hitting? Went, oh, Jesus Christ, how am I, how am I going to do this? the batting gloves. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, the first thing I did was go to the liquor cabinet and pour myself a, 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 nice, a nice shot. Yeah, there you go. I came downstairs and I said to my wife, uh, hey, Dave wants me to do the show tonight. And she said, what show? I said, oh, man. So <laughs> I, I came into my office. I sat down here and I crammed for like three hours. Oh, my God, I got to know about this game. I got to know about this game. What yeah. am I going to say? Finally, at the end of the day, we started the show and it just went off without a hitch. And uh, turned out that Mo couldn't come back and do the show. And I wound up uh, kind of filling in and I've been filling in for almost a year now. And uh, it's just been a great ride. Dave's a great, great guy. And you had Nubi on last week and, you know, the no. three of us just are, are great together. So that's kind of the story of how I got on the cash consideration show. Now they, they're going to have to drag me out. Hey, I love it. <laughs> I love it. Went from uh, fan to co-hosting. I absolutely yeah, love it. Uh, and to a starter, huh? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I, I, I Wally pipped him. Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> sure enough. Well, hey, that's uh, that's kind of how we stumbled into this industry is uh, we just kind of started watching our favorite teams and really getting interested. Like, what do these point spreads mean? What do these lines mean? What is all this? And then we started getting pretty good at it and said, well, heck, maybe we can start making some content around it. And now we got a wise words podcast, our second podcast. We got opportunities to connect with guys like you and uh, love it every single day. So I'll have some more questions about uh, your thoughts on sports betting in general. But for now, what do you got, Barter? Yeah, I guess getting right into it, Carl. Do you have any a specialties as far as sports in general? But do you find yourself on the East Coast kind of you know sticking with a, an East Coast bias as far as betting on those games, or you know it, does that not stop you? Do you go you know any team West Coast, uh, Midwest? Uh, are yeah. you all over the map or sticking East Coast? No, I I'll bet on anybody, especially football, football, hockey. Okay. I'll bet on I'll bet on anybody. Um, any, golf you know i'm big on golf too yeah. so okay. but um yeah there's no bias i try to stay away from betting against my teams sure uh mm -hmm. makes it makes it makes for a tough game when you when you're rooting yeah. for them to score but you're only rooting for them to get a field goal and not a touchdown it, it kind of <laughs> right. beats a purpose so i try to stay away from betting against my own teams but i'll bet on anybody so do you have on top of that as far as you know betting on your teams does that stop you there too or do you have no issues betting on patriots uh bruins red sox yeah, uh, last year I had big issues betting on the Patriots because it, 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 I was sick enough watching Cam Newton try to try to play sure. quarterback, and to, to have money on him was was even worse. Um, I have to really view him as kind of um, what's the word I'm looking for? Yeah, you, you have to look at it as an outsider, right? Forget mm -hmm. that it's your team. Forget it's a team you've been rooting for since right. you knew what football was, hmm. and just look at it as if it was any other team. Um, there are weeks that I'll pass on them, just like I'll pass on other teams. 
Sure. Um, so you have to look at it kind of that way. Yeah, interesting response. Uh, last week, newbie was he had no no issues betting against his Eagles, no issues betting because yeah. I'm a guy that I have certain teams like you mentioned. I, I'm a Packers fan. I bet on the Packers pretty often, but you know another team, the Blackhawks, that I don't know quite as well, but I still love them. I found myself yeah. losing eighty percent of the time, so I had to pull the reins back on that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah newbie's newbie likes rooting, uh, betting against the Eagles because he figures he's going to win either way, win one right? way or another. Yeah, not yeah, for me. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, we were but, we were about the same. Like, hey, I, yeah. hey, more power to you, but that's a little bit risky for yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure enough. All right. Well, keeping it moving, keeping it grooving. I'm going to stick a little bit more with sports betting, your thoughts on it in general. Now, I've asked this question um, one way, shape, or form or another, and we actually kind of hit on it. Um, speaking of Dan, newbie, uh, hit on it with him last week, too. And we kind of talked about it, much like us, you guys at the Cash Consideration Show are just bringing a different spin to the sports betting and bringing it out of the dark corners of Guido Gambino's basement and bringing it into the light and uh, really giving that good look on it. And maybe good looks, not the right word, but just more, more of a presence and not as so much taboo, if you will. And we still deal with that a lot here in Illinois. And we've still had people that are close to us. We say, Oh, this is what we're doing. My contact uh, content in the sports betting industry. And then they say, well, you, you do what? Oh my gosh. So we hear all types of stuff all the time. And what I'll ask you, Carl, is for somebody who would say that sports betting is taboo or it's a waste of time or it's a waste of energy or it's a dark back alley deal. What would be your argument to that? What would be your rebuttal to that person? Yeah, I, I think it used to be pretty shady, right? Mm -hmm. At least that's the reputation. And, you yeah. know, going back as even, you know, 20 years ago, it was, it was really shady, but now as it obviously, as it's become much more regulated over the past handful of years right. and it's, it's just out there. It's just another, to me, it's just another part of the sports world at this point. I mean, when mm -hmm. Joe Buck can go on and talk about, you know, what are the odds of Kyle Schwarber hitting a home run in, in the fifth inning of a, of a nationally broadcast baseball game, you know, that's right, pretty right. much digging it out of the, out of the dingy corners. Um, and yeah. Joe Buck's probably not the right guy to be pushing that stuff, <laughs> but uh, no, I would say not. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I mean, it's just, it's become mainstream. It, mm. re it really has. Right. I think, I think it was um, kind of eased in by the, um, by the increase in, in DFS. Mm. Um, you know, DFS just became second nature. First it was fantasy and then it was DFS and DFS was pretty much legal everywhere. Right. And I think a lot of people just assumed that was betting. And that was gambling. And sure. honestly, it kind of is. But I think it kind of eased a lot of people into into, uh, you know, accepting sports betting as being a real thing. Most definitely. And before I actually kick it back over to you, partner, I kind of had one that uh, kind of segues right off of that. You mentioned Joe Buck and kind of and maybe he's not the guy to cover that. But we're starting yeah. to see that sports betting more incorporated into the regular broadcast, not just something yeah. that's completely offset what do you see as the future for sports betting content or maybe some of that integration into the regular broadcast we already watch? Yeah, I think you're seeing it already where, you know, pregame, you're seeing over-unders and sides on, on the bottom of the on the crawl as they're mm -hmm. talking about games. They might have it on the side panels or whatever. So it's definitely going to be become uh, even more mainstream. But I think what you're going to find is at some point, Somewhere along the way, somebody is going to have the whole package. And when that happens, it's I, I just hope that's not in your face because um, you still want to enjoy the game. 
Mm. I think. Um, mm -hmm. And if if more than half of your screen is taken up with you know a crawl with you know line movement and in-game right. bets and stuff like that, it's going to detract from from the game. But if you can somehow um, incorporate all of the gambling aspect into the games without it being in your face, I think it can be pretty exciting to watch. Yeah, Newbie talked about it last week too about how maybe a major streaming platform partnering with the big sports book and maybe hey, if sure. it could just be something low key like that, maybe just pop up the live odds. Here you go. Do you want to bet now? No, cancel, yep. get it out of here, or, or have something like yep. that. Maybe even like a checkbox option. Like, nope, don't show me this again. I'm done. So yep. I think I think that's a really good perspective to take it from. I appreciate that. Yeah. What you got, partner? All right, Carl. So uh, switching gears a little bit here, and maybe the answer is you stick to one, but can you talk about the importance of having multiple sports books or are you a guy that prefers just sticking to one? Yeah. So um, I would prefer multiple books um, because you, you want to shop your lines right now. I, mm -hmm. I, I'm outside of Boston. We only have, I'm actually in New Hampshire because um, you know, there's no sports betting in Massachusetts. Live sure. free or so, die. Yeah. Live free <laughs> or die. Exactly. Um <laughs> So we only have one option. Uh, we only okay. have, um, it's, it's regulated here. There's an exclusivity deal signed between uh, the governor and um, the book that we have up here. Oh, okay. I'm not saying the book's name because I'm not a big fan, but it's my okay. only option. So, <laughs> sure. uh, so I love it. Uh, but, you know, I th you know, you hear other people, like I think Newbie's got like five different books he can, he can bet with online. And that, mm -hmm. that's really important because shopping lines is, is huge. And uh, to really be limited is, is pretty tough. So if, if you have the option and you have multiple books, you can spread your money around. I would absolutely recommend doing that. Right. And I, I totally agree with you too. Cause I even have a couple that I don't have any money on. I just, I'm just interested to see what their different prices are on exactly. a certain game or a certain price sure. or a certain prop, you know? Yeah. And you never know when one of those, one of those books is going to give money away, you know, right. You know, hammer, hammer and overs and unders and, yeah, you know, stuff like that. It's always good to get free money. Yeah, absolutely. Sure enough, sure enough. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. And, and kind of segueing on the, the line shopping, like you said, I mean, you can, you could have nothing, no money in a book, right, Mags? And you could say, Oh, oh my gosh, this is, they're, they're giving me two more points on this book. Hey, let me drop 20 bucks in here real quick. I got to smash this. I can't find this on any other book. So right. I'm glad you're talking to their partner. I appreciate that as well. Um, outside of that, let's go a little bit more into the making plays handicapping side of things. Now, I want you to give your way your trade secrets here, CH. You don't have to tell us everything. We maybe maybe a little bit so we can uh, cash some more tickets here. But when you're going to handicap games, you're looking at games. What are some of the first things you look at to determine whether or not a potential play even has value worth you locking in? Yeah. So I'm a data geek, right? I'm one of those kids that figured out his batting average on the way to first base. Sure, um, sure. A, a lot of the time it was easy because it was zero, 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 but, yeah. um, you know, but still, you know, I, I, I've been that way my whole life. So I, I've always believed that you can find the right plays in the numbers. Hmm. Yes. There's a human element to it. Yes. They play the games. Yes. The, the numbers don't tell you if it's going to be pouring in, in San Francisco right. or anything like that. It doesn't factor in injuries a lot of the time, but I think you get a lot of the information right out of the, out of the, the data. But hmm. I think I mentioned at the beginning when we talked about me being on the cash consideration show, one of the guests that they had on right before I started, his name was Tom Lippard. And he said, hmm. one thing you have to do in football is you have to identify shit teams. And, and that's huge. And I've actually sure. used that to my advantage for the last year and a half. You can identify those bottom three or four teams that mm. 
let's be honest, they just suck. <laughs> and you know, you know they're yeah. not going to cover. Right. Um, and, and conversely, you can identify those top teams like the Cowboys are 7-0, and I think, against the spread, right? So right. that's something you should know. Regardless of what all the rest of your all your information says, um, that's huge information to, to know is how are teams performing this year, last week, the last couple of weeks. It's it's all, you know, relevant. Sure enough. Yeah, I uh, I'm a big data guy, too. I was pointing at myself as soon as you said that I that's kind of what made me fall in love with sports betting is really just pouring over the numbers. And I know a lot of people can't look at numbers and they're just like, this is way too much. Me, I'll spend six hours in front of the computer yeah. scrolling through stuff. And I know Mags is the same way. I mean, we love the data, love the data, but sometimes you can get just a little too lost in some of that analysis paralysis, but you got to yeah. be safe. So there's some things like, you know, hockey last year, right? NHL, 32% of the games were one goal games. Mm, right. So right there, that tells you, you take plus one and a half on every single game and you're going to win a third of the time right. without even factoring in any other information. Just right. stupid sure. little things like that can be huge. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. I appreciate well, you sharing that. I actually too. didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting as <laughs> can be. That's awesome. What do you got, partner? Yeah. So I guess we're kind of sticking in that same vein. Have you over the last couple of years tried to get yourself into a new, I don't know if new market is the right word. Maybe it's a new sport or maybe it's like, you know, specific like strikeout props more specifically. What are, what are some steps that you take when you're trying to kind of target a new sector? Maybe it's a new sport or maybe it's just yeah. a specific props or anything like that. Yeah, I think one thing I've learned is to stick with what I know. Yeah. Um, just because betting became legal didn't mean I was suddenly a college basketball expert because sure. I suck at college basketball. <laughs> sure, and, and I'll freely admit it. I might yeah. do well in a, in a, in a uh, March Madness pool. But sure. to see how Gonzaga is going to do against Marquette in some random January day. Give it to I, me. Not, I love it. Yeah, Every bit of it. Yeah. <laughs> I know. So I think that's important is to, is to know what you don't know, right? Sure, and sure. you don't suddenly become an expert. I'm a, I'm a pro sports guy. I tend to stick with the pro sports because I know it. But, you know, in terms of digging in a little bit deeper, like prop markets and things like that, I, I love those because – Winning a winning a side or a total at minus one ten, great. Congratulations to me. But it's also kind of vanilla and kind of boring. Mm. Now, if I can if I can nail, you know, some random second string running back who's going to score the first touch, touchdown of a game at plus yeah. eighteen hundred. Oh yeah, that's that's pretty exciting. <laughs> right. Oh, so yeah, yeah I, I I've dug into. I'm really I think exploiting the interception market this year. Everybody's okay. at everybody's over a half of an interception this year. Uh, mm -hmm. except for Zach Wilson's over one and a half. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> but I, I really think that that's something that can be exploited because an interception. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers isn't, isn't going to throw a lot of interceptions, but all it takes is a tip or a bobble. Right. And suddenly a, a 50 yard pass turns into an interception just mm -hmm. like that. So I think that's really something that uh, I've taken advantage of this season, especially. Yeah. I like that one. Have you been taking advantage of Patrick Mahomes? I have, nice. I have, I, I, I like it. Yeah, sorry. I was at this yeah. point. It's probably the price is probably starting to drop, but early on in yeah. the season, I have to imagine it was pretty, uh, pretty decent yeah. odds. Yeah, I think he was like plus two eighty or three hundred the first couple of times I hit Ooh. it. So those those were fun. Yeah, yeah. hello, absolutely. <laughs> Give me all of that. Yeah, I'm sure they're uh, not as much value now that uh, things right. are starting to kind of 
shit yeah. is hitting the fan in Kansas City, <laughs> if you will. So we'll uh, we'll uh, hey, we'll keep all you Chiefs fans happy out there. Relax, we won't go down that rabbit hole. But <laughs> rabbit hole we will go down is a question I've asked every single one of our guests, and I've absolutely loved the breadth of answers that we've got because everybody has kind of a different opinion. Everybody has their tips, their tricks. So my friend Ch, I will ask you just as I have everybody else. What would be your number one piece of advice for the brand new better that just downloaded XYZ Sportsbook ready to smash in plays left, right, and center, but also the Daily Degenerate could add to their repertoire and into their process to utilize? Yeah, I think it goes along the lines of something I said earlier is know know what you don't know. Mm. You don't suddenly become, like I said, a, a college basketball expert just because you can bet on it. So if, if you've always been a fan of a certain sport, try to stick with that. Try to specialize. Don't suddenly think that you can bet on everything just because it's available. I don't know squat about MMA. I'm not going to bet on MMA. Now, Colt and I might read what you have to write about the about whatever's <laughs> hey, coming up this week. There you go. Yeah, there you go. You know, I might read what you have to say this weekend and say, oh, you know what? It's only two guys in the ring. You got a, somewhat of a 50-50 chance here, right? Right, right, right? Until you start boiling it down. Maybe you can specialize in that. You probably can't. You probably can't unless you really have been following what's going on. So I right. think that's really the, the most important thing is don't try to don't try to know it all because you're never going to. Yeah, I I completely agree with that 150% CH. I actually, when, when you uh, mentioned college basketball, you stay far away from it. That's actually one of me and Mag's specialties. And I always like to say is I was making, and you touched on a March Madness brackets back when I was 11, 12 years old. And it's almost like I just transferred that knowledge. Now I'm 26, rocking and rolling, sports betting. And it's almost like it just transferred nice and easy right to it. So, yeah, stick to what you know. If you love baseball, you know the ins and outs. Then again, baseball can be a fickle bitch and a half. So maybe take it a little (laughs) bit easy there. But I love that. Stick to what you know. That's something something we haven't heard too much in the past. So I appreciate that, CH. What do you got, partner? Well, before I continue, I mean, the common theme on that question that you've asked is not so much of this is what you should do, but maybe don't do any of, you know, this is what yes. you shouldn't do. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. don't do what I did. <laughs> right. Absolutely. right. Love it. I love it. So are you, are you much of a baseball better as as you guys mentioned baseball, are you much of a baseball better? Okay. So yeah. What's, uh, you know, kind of continuing with that as far as what would you suggest someone trying to bet on? baseball for the first time maybe they are a fan of baseball what would you suggest to them because colton and i i mean me personally i've never been closer to a an mlb season than i was this year and i i still Mm. did not have any success so what would you suggest to someone who's trying to start betting on baseball for the first time yeah i I, if you're going to start start with the first five innings Mm. that's just you're taking the bullpens out of the equation for the most part you know, unless it's a bullpen day somewhere or something like that. But if you can take bullpens just became a wild card over the last few mm-hmm. years and you have no idea what's going to happen once right. once you get into the pens. So I'd start there. You know, you've got the nerfies and the yerfies that are that are kind of fun. Um, you know, plus you can kind of, for me, it sets the tone for how my night's going to go. If I hit a couple <laughs> so of your, you hit a couple of your fees, you know, in the seven o'clock games, all of a sudden yeah. I'm staying up until one o'clock watching what's going on on the West coast. <laughs> right. But if I lose those first couple, I know I can get some sleep that night. Cause I don't yeah. have to stay up all night watching. <laughs> Yeah, sure those nerfy earfies. I, I, I typically there's rare times where I do bet on them, but it, you're right. That's it, probably one of the most exciting bets in sports, honestly. Yeah, I it's, love it. And it, it's over. 
it's over in the yeah. in 20 minutes, right? That's, yeah. even that's the first, what's great about it. Yeah, even the first fives. I mean, I'm not a person who can't sit and watch a baseball game, but, you know, a random West Coast baseball game that starts at 9 p.m., Mariners-Angels, I'm going to be a little more inclined to bet that first five. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. That's that's actually where we kind of started to CH was the first fives, then we kind of started to branch out. And the most brutal beat that I think anybody can ever experience in sports betting is taking a first five run line, taking the dog, you take the plus a half. Let's say for instance, the Astros tonight and they're down three to nothing in the bottom or, or we'll say the Braves tonight, they're down three to nothing and they can't get it done in the fifth inning. And then they come up to bat in the sixth and they tie it in the very next inning. Yeah. I, that happened to me about 57,000 <laughs> times this year. I'm sitting there. I'm like, now you jackasses couldn't just do that three runs in the previous yeah. inning. You got to wait. So I, I, in my humble opinion, I believe that is the worst beat, the baddest of the baddest beats that you can possibly take. I've never been socked in the gut harder than when I took a first yeah. five and they got it in the first six. Absolutely yeah. brutal. That, that's you got to shut the game off after five. <laughs> I'm done. It yeah. doesn't matter. It Turn doesn't matter. Off. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Well, um, Carl, I did uh, kind of say in the beginning now we, we don't have to go all the way down the rabbit hole in anything, but I was kind of interested. I know you kind of do a little additional stuff uh, outside of sports betting. You got a professional job as well. I wanted to know, were there any type or what type of parallels have you kind of been able to draw from the world of business and sales as well and kind of bring that into sports betting with you? Yeah, so it, I think the uh, the business aspect, I'm a data analyst by trade. Okay. And uh, so that's helped. You know, I've I took a new job about a year ago and the woman I worked for was brilliant. Mm -hmm. And I learned so much about things in Excel that I didn't know how to do that I've since applied to my, to my betting model, That's which, awesome. has been huge, which has been huge for me. And then on the sales side, uh, quite honestly, it's helped me in the last year because as a salesperson, you've got to be somewhat outgoing and, mm -hmm. you know, have a little bit of personality. And as a data analyst, you don't usually see that, but <laughs> as true. a salesperson, you need it. And I've definitely needed it the last year, especially right. being on with the consig. Because sure. uh, nobody's got more personality than him. And I've got to try to keep up. So. Right. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Well, the uh, reason why I asked that, I, I uh, before we took sports betting full-time and content creation and uh, starting our own path, I was actually in sales before. And uh, that was I loved it. That was my mojo. And I've definitely kind of been able to definitely segue that into the content side of things. And not really yeah. know a stranger, just keep rocking and rolling. And uh, I like how you, you said that about Excel too, kind of being able yeah. to apply some of the stuff you didn't know into your betting models. That's awesome. I oh, love yeah. that. What do you got, Farter? Yeah, I guess last thing for me before we move into maybe some uh, Boston, Massachusetts stuff, but uh, I, do, I mean, you mentioned your model. How, uh, how much do you rely on your model with, or whatever model you use? How much of uh, you know any data as far as building just projections do you actually use on a daily basis for uh, making picks? Yeah, so... I said earlier that I did some golf. So I like golf and football because it's not every day. Sure. Um, so that you don't have to be continually refining on a daily basis. Yeah, I get into hockey and that takes a little bit more upkeep. But I, I would say that I'm I'm pretty heavy on the data, but it doesn't drive all of my decisions. Okay. Um, you know, I think I see a lot with my eyes and I think I use the data to validate what I've seen. Sure. And conversely, if I see something that jumps out on me in, in a spreadsheet, I might go back and watch a game from the previous week okay. or something like that and say, is, that, is this really what I'm seeing in the numbers? Sure. Okay. So I don't, I don't think either, either way can be the end-all, be-all, either the numbers or with your eyes watching the game. But if you can combine the two successfully, then it, that can be huge for you. Yeah, great. Makes sense. 
Sure enough. Yeah, that's uh, something we're starting to dive into as well, starting to build our own models. And that's kind of the next step. You just keep leveling it up and keep evolving <laughs> your process. So that's uh, definitely something we're getting into, too. So we can appreciate that. And I'd say the most important part of the models is on Tuesday, go back and look at what you had for in your models for Sunday mm -hmm. and Monday. Yeah. Right. Because if you just move on and start thinking about the next week yeah. then you're, yeah, you're yeah. wasting a, a lot of a lot of your uh, information. Yeah, definitely. Some good data you can pull from that for sure. All right. Well, that uh, kind of you said it too, partner, kind of does it for me on the side of sports betting and everything like that. We'll get into a little bit of uh, New England sports, everything up there. But before we do, let's stick NFL real quick. And that's probably where I'll segue kind of into the past and stuff like that. But this NFL season has absolutely been insane. We have three straight weeks of the public absolutely raking the books. Um, there's been away dogs have been more profitable than ever, or home dogs, or, and home dogs haven't been worth a damn. That was right. So that's that I said that the right way. So it has just been absolute pandemonium. Now, as handicappers, as sports bettors, as content creators, we're always trying to stay on top of that, trying to see what can we pull, what's going on. Are there any key trends that you've been able to pull so far from the NFL season, CH? Or is it uh, kind of as the legendary consig would say, nobody knows shit right now? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's uh, you know, we've had to maybe modify that so we can get it on some merch. We're still kind of working through that. <laughs> nobody but... knows squadoosh. <laughs> squadoosh, that's what he said last week. Nobody knows squadoosh, exactly. Yeah. Um, you know what? I haven't really found anything in terms of the prop trends uh, or things like that. You just talked about, you know, overs and, and, and unders being pretty trendy. Mm. Uh, really, the only thing I've noticed is that there are some teams that are really, really good against the spread and really, really bad against the spread. Mm. I think I've seen historically, I've, again, I've only been doing this for a couple of years, where it, it tends to be that 90% of the teams are in that you know, 40 to 60% against the spread at this point. But, mm. you know, you got the Packers and the cards have only lost once against the spread. Cowboys are perfect. Um, Washington's only covered once. Actually, the Niners and the Jets have only covered once. And mm -hmm. the Niners are pretty good, and the Jets get a lot of points. So, mm, yeah. you know, I, I, there's some outliers this year that on either extreme that I really don't remember at this point um, in the season the last few years. Yeah, definitely. That's That's kind of where I would have taken that too. I mean, it's just – as best you can kind of uh, pay attention to who's doing really good against the spread, who's not. But then again, I mean, I kind of think about, you mentioned the Cowboys 7-0. and I mean, how real is that? How fugazi is that? Are we going to finally see the star absolutely implode after they come out of the bye? Or is this the new and improved Cowboys? Are we going to see them in the Super Bowl? I, I don't know. I think there's still so many question marks. It makes my yep. head spin. Yep. So I I think we still have uh, – Plenty, plenty of nonsense and plenty a lot of ball of, game uh, left. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And a lot of, a lot of uh, I think there's going to be more often than not. I think there's going to be some big public weeks. So we'll see what happens. Hopefully uh, for for our benefit, we can uh, keep that trend going and keep raking. But a lot a lot of us handicappers, though, we don't play the public side. So <laughs> sometimes you, you don't like to ever say, oh, I stick with the sharp side. You know, the rhombuses, yeah. the parallelograms. But um, that's that's kind of the thing, too. Sometimes you don't uh, play with the public and then they rake and you're like, well, I did all the work. What's the deal here? I, I'm supposed to be the sharp side. This don't make no sense. So right. we'll see how it moves, how it grooves. But uh, there you go. There you have it, partner. What you got, my friend? Uh, dropping my pen. That's what I was doing there. But uh, <laughs> uh, no, I mean, if we want to move into uh, some Boston sports stuff, I'm at the NFL. As far as the Patriots, what's the current state? Mac Jones, defense, Bill Belichick. How uh, how are we feeling in uh, in Patriot land? 
Yeah. After last year, we're feeling great up here. Um, <laughs> I, last year was like a lost year between nobody being able to go to the games. And I don't know mm-hmm. what that display was at quarterback, but it was not good. <laughs> yeah. Um, by all accounts, Cam Newton was a great teammate, great leader, great person in the, in the, uh, in the room, but uh, mm-hmm. he was horrible on the field, as is mm-hmm. evidenced by uh, you know the Jets trading for Joe Flacco instead of even talking. To him. So, <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, this year, breath of fresh air. Uh, you know, young team. There's some. Uh, you know, got a couple of young guys in in the uh, defensive se- defensive uh, secondary. You know, Kyle Duggar's starting to come around, uh, but really, Mac Jones looks like he's going to be around for a while. Um, mm-hmm. He's uh, getting beat up a little bit for not throwing downfield, but, uh, you know, he's ninth in the league in passing yards. So I don't know, uh, you know, what's wrong with that. I saw today that it took it took uh, Daniel Jones 28 games before he had a 300-yard game, <laughs> yeah. and Mac Jones had one last game, last week in his right. eighth game. Hey, so, um, roll damn tide. That's right. Roll tide. <laughs> that's right. Shout out to my guy, Bama Mafia Picks. Uh, he's a big fan. Big guy in uh, Bama, but yeah, uh, we're pretty pretty happy with uh, with everything. I'm a little bit concerned about maybe Bill's getting a little bit old. Uh, some of the decisions he made seemed like sure. uh, he's being too conservative. But I think mm. hopefully the blowout of the Jets this week is going to be uh, some momentum they need. See what happens against the Chargers this week. Well, I don't know about all too conservative. Ch, he dropped a what three quarters of a million dollars in the first uh, free agent opening window. <laughs> that's I, true. That's, that's not that's true. Bill Belichick's. <laughs> that's true. He did. He did. And you know what? They've worked out pretty well. Hey, yeah. Yes, they, they have. have. Yeah. So I, what's uh, the deal? Go Sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I was going to say um, just kind of those tight ends that they picked up. It's It's been actually really refreshing to finally see Jonu uh, start to get some work. And yeah. Hunter Henry's been pretty damn solid red zone target for Mac Jones. Yeah. So I think that only continues too. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, having a red zone target is is huge because mm. they didn't really have that last year. And having two of them with those are some big dudes. And you know, Henry scored I think four weeks in a row now, and there's starting to be a little bit of synergy between Mac and the tight ends. And this is a tight end driven offense, and it has yeah, been I mean, for for many many right. years. When you have arguably arguably the best tight end in history on your team with those ginormous mm-hmm. hands of his, yeah. uh, you build an offense. Or, exactly. <laughs> yeah. You build an offense around those types of guys. So, you know, they're going to yeah. be here for a few more years and we'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah. So then as far as building off on top of that, is there any optimism for squeaking into the playoffs this year? You know, they're only a game behind the, behind the Browns for the seventh spot. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. The, the, the problem I see is they still have to play Buffalo twice. They've mm-hmm. already played Miami once and they lost yeah, they've already they played the Jets one. twice. They, yeah, um, tough. It's going to be tough. I think they're borderline. It's going to come down to you know game seventeen or you know game right. sixteen to see what happens. It's there's an outside chance if they take sure. if they uh, take the reins off of Mac um, the second half of the year, they have they have a legitimate shot at getting in as a wild card. Yeah, I think you still need the uh, Chiefs to continue sputtering and maybe a little help elsewhere too. But I mean, yeah. Colt and I were we were believers. Uh, maybe uh, I mean maybe we thought that we were going to see a little bit more from the defense by by this point. Maybe we were overestimating them a little bit, but yeah. I've still got some faith faith in them going forward here. Yep, I do too. I, and you know, you said the defense. I really expected more out of them, and they're doing okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. They've, they've really got a gel and that's just it hasn't happened trading stuff on gilmore was uh kind of a surprise especially since they've struggled a little bit back there but um you know, we'll see long way to go right yeah that yeah. really shocked the hell out of me especially yeah, a lot of ball game especially <laughs> with um with all the rumblings of like stefan putting his house on the market before the season even started and all that nonsense and then 
week six, he just gets randomly cut or week four or whatever it actually ended yeah. up being. I couldn't believe that they cut him and like didn't just get some value in that regard. It was just so bizarre. Yeah. But uh, all that being said, we talked a little bit of Pats and past, present, future, how we feeling. The mood's lightening up in New England, if you will. <laughs> not uh, not the shades of old Tom days, but we're getting back there soon enough. Well, I think uh, Mac Jones has some big shoes to fill, but I definitely think I know I'm a little biased being a Tide fan. I think he can definitely fill them. So I, I am going to keep back in the Pats all the way. Now, got to ask you, C.H., don't want to, but what happened with your Red Sox? What's going on, man? Yeah, you know, we talked about the bullpen a little while ago, and the bullpen was going to be the Achilles heel of this yeah. team yeah. from from spring training on. Um, they hit a lot more than I thought they were going to, but, you know, it just turned out that when they got to the ALCS, they if they couldn't score a touchdown and, you know, tack on a, a field goal in there somewhere, mm. they weren't going to win. And yeah. uh, they, they got some good – some good performances and some amazing offense for a couple of days, but they just didn't, they didn't have what, what was necessary to make it to the world series. And quite honestly, up here, we were very happy that they were 500 team. Never mind that, uh, right. you know, the, beating the Yankees in the wild card game, that's the icing on the cake. Anything well, that yeah. happened after that was, <laughs> was, was gravy. Absolutely. Well, you guys got my guy Schwarby, so I got a little bit of a vendetta against you, but <laughs> we'll, we'll keep it under the rug for now. Partner, <laughs> what else you got, my man? I mean, that's about all I've got. I was uh, real curious. I, I always love, uh, you know, hearing uh, different fans' thoughts on, uh, you know, people that aren't out of, or aren't within our region because we don't get a chance to talk with, uh, like last week with newbie with the Eagles, with you, with the Patriots. We just don't get them opportunity too much. So I'm always fascinated to hear someone who is as tapped in as you are, uh, and as tapped in comparably to as we are with Bears and Packers over here. So I'm always really interested to have those types of conversations. Yeah, and just you know, one last thing on Boston and and the Red Sox. You know, the, the Sox being eliminated last week means we're we're guaranteed to go at least three years without a victory parade up here, uh, which is <laughs> yeah. which is quite a long time in, in this yeah. part of the woods. So. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. I think you're due for a little bit of a dry spell. Up there. <laughs> probably, probably. <laughs> just for a minute, hey, pull the yeah. reins back. All right, exactly. let us let, let the rest of us have some fun yeah. for a little bit. There you go. Um, last but not least, we touched on the NHL a little bit. I know you got um, some of uh, your NHL background as well um what's the thoughts on the Bruins we got uh any value we can take from them I know there's been some lineup changes I know you still got Marshand that you guys still got the guys but um yeah. are we gonna be seeing a playoff run classic Bruins oh. or temper and expectations yeah I think if the goaltending holds up they're gonna be good uh, that top line I, I don't remember seeing a, a top line like that they just click continually they scored yeah. I think it was 28 seconds into the game the other night and it's just beautiful to watch yeah. the three of those guys. Yeah. And um, I think there's those three are going to dictate what happens. Um, mm. They're going to score a lot of goals and they got a kid goalie and, you know, kind of a journeyman this year. And, you know, we'll see what happens. I, I really think if the goaltending holds up though, that, you know, they've got a shot at making a run. I don't think they're, as they're constituted, they're going to win it all, but they could get a couple of rounds deep into the playoffs. I think. Sure enough. I was always a uh, huge fan of, Ah, the big tall guy. He's in uh, Washington. Chara. Ah, Zidane Chara. I don't know why I <laughs> yeah. couldn't think of Chara. I was always a huge fan. Me and uh, Riley, we always uh, in college, we used to play NHL on PlayStation or Xbox all the time. And I would always just take the Bruins and just wreck everybody with <laughs> yeah. seven foot Chara blowing <laughs> all over right. the ice. He's he was absolutely... a beast in there. Uh, he was awesome, man. I love yeah. Chara on the Bruins. Yeah. So 
I've always kind of watched the Bruins, but uh, didn't haven't been so tapped in yet. I'm kind of uh, getting a few weeks under my belt here for NHL, and then we'll see what happens. But outside of that, I'm pretty well tapped out. You answered about everything I could possibly have partnered. We miss anything on your end of the world, my friend. I don't think so. I think we got uh, everything checked off the box. Okay. All right. Well, everything uh, checked off the box on my end. But before we let you go, CH, and you kind folks go out there that tuned into episode number eight, Carl, where can we find you? Your Twitter handle, uh, talk a little bit more about the Cash Consideration Show, everything in between. Where can we see all your insights and analysis, my friend? Yes, yeah, so you can follow me at Carl Haskell on Twitter. It's H-A-S-C-A-L-L because nobody knows how to spell it that way. Um, the show, you can follow. It's a great follow. Uh, it's at Cash Consid Show. Uh, you can even e- email us. I'm the email guy, so I can give out the there email address. It's CashConsidShow at gmail.com. And, uh, you know, we're on the YouTube now as well. So you can find us there, Cash Considerations. Uh, we've got a couple of regular shows. we got an eight-in-the-box show that Dave does with uh, – our guy in West Virginia, Brad Howe, covering mm. uh, eight college games a week and our regular cash consideration show, which we do weekly. We're delaying it a day this week because newbies got to fly back from Vegas. <laughs> so we can't do it tomorrow. But uh, a couple of recovery days, a couple of recovery <laughs> days. Exactly. But you can look for that uh, generally on Thursdays. Uh, you can find that wherever you find your podcast and, of course, on the YouTube as well. Sure enough. Well, we are huge fans of yours, of the Cash Consideration Show. CH, we can't tell you how much we appreciate you coming on, my man, and sharing with us your wise words and our audience that decided to join us today. Thanks a lot, guys. I really appreciate you having me on. Hey, absolutely. Absolutely. Our pleasure. Well, last but not least, my friends, you know how we close it here, and it would not be an episode of Wise Words if we did not. So, partner, I will ask you, please get ready. So we can be prepared. We can actually maybe hit this one in sync this week. We hope you have a spectacular rest of your Wednesday, unless you have any other plans. Thank you so much for stopping by. And as always, let's cash some tickets.